Hello, welcome to my podcast, Education in Dystopia. Today I have a short episode that is a sort of addendum to the previous episode about Sudbury schools, in which freedom is seen as a core element of what schools should be and how they operate. After producing and listening to that episode, I was quite happy with it, which is pretty rare actually for me, and I relaxed for a few days. Inevitably though, I thought of a piece of writing by Alfie Cohn that I had read years ago, actually an excerpt from a talk he gave in 2005, titled The Trouble with Pure Freedom. And I decided that I needed to revisit that, yes, this is how my mind works, and see again what it had to say in light of my experience over the last half decade or more, actually more, as well as my recent research and conclusions about Sudbury schools which hold freedom in high esteem. Alfie Cohen is a brilliant education thinker that I hold in high regard. I spent my first few years working in schools, cutting my teeth on his writings, having read by now at least half of his 14 or so books, uh, maybe 100 articles written by him, not to mention his talks and videos on YouTube. Check out his stuff, by the way. And I'm sure a lot of his stuff is still relevant, even from decades ago that he wrote or said, because most of what he says and said still speaks to stuff that is going on still, and most of what he's been trying to get across to the education world is yet to be learned. Yeah, I'm prepared right now to give, along with some agreement, a critique as well of his partial critique of free schooling. The main argument Alfie Cohn makes in The Trouble with Pure Freedom, which I don't entirely disagree with, is that there can be a false dichotomy drawn by certain educators, or those simply against conventional schooling, or those simply interested in better student health and learning and development and well-being. A false dichotomy with, on the one hand, teacher control and coercion and authority, as we know in the tradition or conventional classroom, and on the other, a polar opposite response, a completely hands-off, seeing freedom as the ultimate goal or even the only goal to which all others may bend. And his main argument is that both of these are the wrong positions because sometimes children need adults to guide and challenge them and so on. And first, I do agree that this can be a false dichotomy that is sometimes drawn. Either we have to be the, you know, traditional dominating authority teacher in the classroom who controls the students always at all costs, severely and endlessly. Or on the other hand, we have to do nothing and just let them do whatever, right? Well, I said on the last episode that we should err toward the latter letting them be. I also said it doesn't always have to be one or the other, either control or let them go entirely. I think there is a place for adult direction and guidance and the deliberate challenging of students by teachers. And experts are a real thing, and there is a place for experts to help other people who are not experts learn things. And I agree with Cohn that there are definitely other considerations to make other than freedom in you know, what we want to do in our schools and how we want to design an education system or something else. Now, though, let's get to my contention. Cohn says, the question I want to pose is, how can adults be involved in accomplishing three things? Fostering kids' intellectual development, fostering their social and moral development, and fostering social change so that kids become critics of the status quo. What I noticed while reading is that Cohn's argument and analysis is largely based on an assumption that the adults in the room, be they teachers or staff or whoever is going to be the hands-on in the challenging and guiding of the kids, are themselves good at and capable of leading students towards intellectual development, social and moral development, 
and fostering social change so that kids become critics of the status quo or critical thinking. If there are going to be adults and teachers who are in charge of developing the intellectual, social, and moral development of kids, as you said, and teaching them how to think critically to challenge the status quo, that would necessitate those adults and teachers being those things in the first place, people who are moral, socially healthy, capable of critical thought and challenging of the status quo, and the pedagogical ability on top of that to develop those things, to help develop those things in others, to lead others to those sort of traits or ideals. So how many of us in this society are intellectually, socially, and moral role models? Who can then, on top of that, develop that, help develop that in others? Yeah, I don't think that's common of adults around here. Sorry, we do not live in a society of socially well-adjusted, intellectually curious and capable and morally exemplary adults. Cohn says, The paradox, again, is quite simply that a stringently hands-off, follow-the-child approach may be insufficiently radical if we're committed to creating a more just society. Well, I'd say that I don't see teachers and many adults who are tasked with the intellectual, social, and moral development of children creating a just society either or trying all that hard or doing all that good of a job at it. I think most adults are actually kind of bad at those things and therefore, for various reasons, um, I'm not saying naturally or intrinsically or that it has to be like that, but I think due to circumstances and conditions, you know, that's the case and therefore are also going to be bad at guiding and teaching other people those things, even if they're good at teaching per se. Alphicon says, if our goals involve intellectual development and social development and helping kids to question the world as it is presented to them, then I think we are obliged to reject the traditional autocratic approach that is so depressingly pervasive in our society, agreed, but also to reject its mere opposite of pure freedom where the adult merely observes or follows. Editor's note, I, I mean, I agree that we shouldn't merely observe or follow, but I would suggest that there's a little less of a role for the teacher or adult in an education system in a school for children than he seems to believe. Whereas, you know, Alfie Cohn says on one end of the scale, letting people go, you know, letting kids go, being hands-off is wrong, and also being super hands-on and controlling is also wrong, but the right thing is to, like, be responsible and, like, really important and careful about how we develop and lead them is basically how I understand what he's saying. And I would say, ideally, yes, but it's just probably not going to happen that way. So we need to err even more towards hands-off, though not being completely hands-off. And Alfie Cohn says, instead, we need to do the much harder work of figuring out how to bring kids along, when to follow and when to lead, when to tell and when to ask and when to shut up. See, that, that puts a lot on the teacher and the adult to be like very wise and like a very good person. And I just don't think that's the case in most cases. Cohn's words here are from 2005. And here in 2021, a student is just as likely, if not more so, to find intellectual, social, and moral development on YouTube than from an assigned teacher or any given adult in their location. And the brilliant teacher lesson that Alfie Cohn gave as an example of why teachers are needed for intellectual social, moral development, 
can also be found on YouTube. This is not an argument for isolated learning or tech schooling, hell no. Yeah, community is very important. We need a live social environment to develop as learners and people. And kids and adults, experts and beginners, teachers and learners all need each other. This is an argument, rather, against a system of compulsory schooling that is built around the authority of teachers and adults to lead and impose lessons, adults to design the schooling procedures as if, because they're an adult, they automatically know better, or the educational process must start with them. Yes, in progressive education, they would say that the teachers and staff should bring the students in on the process and design the curriculum and environment with them rather than for them. But look, except in rare occasions, that just does not happen. Teachers as intellectual, moral, and social role models and guides and facilitators is a nice idea, but I just can't see that being executed very well as anything more than an exception to the norm in this fucked up place. So while I don't think I fall into the dichotomy trap that Cohn describes, this is why I think if student freedom were indeed on one pole of a spectrum of schooling, then it is better to err strongly toward that. Sure, teachers and adults can theoretically help the students and, in reality, develop in good ways, in ways they wouldn't have otherwise. Well, you can still do that without needing the brilliant teacher as cornerstone, or sometimes even the teacher at all, in an actual classroom, in a deliberate lesson. And guess what? You'll have to do that. Exemplary adults who are great intellectual thinkers and social and moral role models, who can also teach kids to be that, are in pretty short supply. (laughs) 